हेलो फ्रेंड्स हाउ आर यू ऑल होप यू आर डूइंग ग्रेट एट वेरियस एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ योर लाइव्स ओथर विनीत बाजपाई एनमोड द रीडर्स विद हिज टेल सेट इन द एंशिएंट लैंड ऑफ हरप्पा एंड मॉडर्न डे वाराणसी विद हिज डेब्यू ऑन द राइटिंग सीन द लव ऑफ रीडर्स एनकरेज हिम टू कंटिन्यू द सेगा इन द फॉर्म ऑफ अ ट्रिलॉजी विद द सेकंड इंस्टॉलमेंट इन द सीरीज pralay the great deluge in some ways second books are harder to write as the author now has a reputation to live up to and the characters that readers feel strongly about as the author himself says the success of the first book in this trilogy harappa curse of the blood river set high expectations for the second book but he carried on writing the impressive tales of lives of devatas those are half human half god whose rise and fall will change the humanity's future as the world is nearing its end and the great deluge is coming impralaya ishyati to recapture the trilogy comprises of three books harappa curse of the blood river Relay the Great Deluge and Kashi Secret of the Black Temple and you can find our reviews for all of them on our website thinkerviews.com Now pralay is an ancient word and you may know that pralay is end of yugas in our puranic stories it brings an end to a corrupt world so that the new cycle of creation can start a new So you can imagine that this book contains the story of pralay as it brings an end to harappa We believe in the fact that a book should not be judged only by its cover but at the same time we also recognize the impact of a cover page on potential buyer or readers decisions if nothing more it definitely urges one to look into the content of the book or to avoid it as you can see the cover page of pralay the great deluge is full of scary elements of course it refers to a deluge so finding blood red elements on the cover page is quite obvious in bottom right corner you can see a warrior in full gear looking very like knights templar as the story in this part has elements from around the world water sea ocean plays a major role and they make their appearance on the cover page as well a thoughtful cover page that is honest to the story explored and appealing to let us take a bird's eye view of the book plot we left with you with some serious wounds at the end of the last book here he recovers thanks to medical aid as well as his super resilience but as he learns about the organization called new world order from his great grandfather dwarka shastri the danger has moved even closer than they can imagine Kashi's most fearsome dark sorcerer 
Trijat Kapalik is at the doorstep of the mat asking for Kapal Arpan. By the time he leaves there is a dead body inside the mat. There is no other way but to fight him on his own ground. And so the Deva Rakshasa mat brings a mighty attack on Trijat Kapalik's den on the night of Amavasya. Events however are not in their hands as they discover that treachery is from within and one of their own will betray them. Trijat hangs with you over a bed of burning coals for slow roasting death. While Dwarka Shastri ends up with knives at his throat. In 1700 BCE, Harappa, Vivaswan Pujari is rescued when he is being taken back to the Mritkaravas. But even the rescuers are afraid of what they have freed. Sworn to vengeance, Vivaswan Pujari travels to meet Sura, the enemy of Harappa, with an intention to bring his armies to Harappa. He succeeds in this. He succeeds in this. But Sura wants more than conquest over Aryavarta. He wants the head of the Saptarishi. Anger, hurt and thirst for revenge lead to this unbelievable massacre where the dying Saptarishi cursed not only the Surya of Harappa but this entire bloodline. But his entire bloodline as well as humankind. Amidst all this death and destruction, the only ray of hope is in the tale of Manu. When we last saw him, he was riding to the black temple with the dead body of his mother and with arrows in his own back. With divine blessings, he survives. He meets his saviour, his god, Matsya. Matsya tasks Manu with building the greatest boat the world has ever seen and fill it with everything that is good from the world that is worthy of saving and bringing to the new world. The great deluge is on their doorstep. What hope is there for them to accomplish this mammoth task? This book is a good continuation of the first book and does not disappoint on the thrill or quest questions as the battles continue and so does the unveiling of one secret after another. The layers are coming up slowly and the author expands the landscape to include Europe, America and views together the tales from the Council of Nike, Crusades, Knight Templar, Illuminati and much more. The author tells us a bit more about the new world order in this book and how it was conceptualized. He says, Constantine aspired to leave the planet secure in what he believed was a good governance and social order for eternity. He believed that the differences in faiths and dogmas were the greatest threat to mankind. After decades of wars, bloodshed and conquests, after ruling over people of diverse cultures and civilizations, after observing the violent streak inherent in humans at very close quarters, Constantine had formed a firm opinion. 
the world needed to be controlled by one force one supreme power that transcended the borders and gods created by quarrelsome societies and lustful individuals it needed to be governed by a novel and perpetual order a new world order his new order is behind all big historical events like the french and russian revolutions the world wars and lot more as far as conspiracy theories go it is quite impressive and all the combined with dark society tantrics and kapalics is enough to generate shivers and chills the old beloved characters are here but there is also manu and tara over shatrupa and of course matsya the descriptions of sura and his way of life are quite interesting in how they denounce the language and teachings of aryavarta in put a uh, in front of everything for example he calls himself a sura calls vivaswan a vivaswan brahman a brahman and so on it is intriguing premise to think about how some of those words have over time becomes new words in themselves and how their meanings have evolved over time the other highlights how desire for revenge can cloud the judgment of even a devta and lead them to join hands with asuras it is heartbreaking to see someone so heroic and pure driven to madness and unthinkable cruelty the book contains probably the saddest part of the saga as we witness brutal massacres and end of the harmony between nature and the humans it is quoted in the book humanity hold in the heart of every individual the potential to become a god but instead of seeking spiritual salvation within and without human kind uses its gift to betray murder plunder and avenge this is the fate your species has chosen so be it the gods will never release you from your hateful destiny the serpents of violence and bloodshed will never loosen their stronghold on mankind which shall kill and destroy each other in the name of the very gods it has betrayed today the book is filled with many observations about how vengeance plays on human minds and leads to manipulation and violence how can a heart filled with hate and mind poisoned with vengeance ever hope to have the universe on its side how can black and souls embarking upon violence against the unarmed and innocent hope to ever enjoy the favor of the creator this world spares no opportunity to manipulate a shattered heart and to exploit a defeated man when the almighty pleases to destroy someone it is by simply taking away the power of good judgment The author talks about the Sanatan Dharma, the Hindu way of life and its various aspects throughout the book, highlighting its ideas like Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam. He also talks about how every religion carries the message of love and peace at its heart and yet humans are forever fighting in the name of religions. 
The cruelty of humans find new reasons to hate and murder one another every day. They kill in the name of God, in the name of faith, in the name of patriotism, in the name of creed, for land, for gold. Whatever quenches the bloodthirst of insatiably ambitious scoundrels, all of us Indians should be focusing on uprooting poverty, illiteracy, malnutrition, and so many other challenges we continue to face. But no, we are busy fighting each other based on caste, religion, language, state, and what not. Not only that, how we are focusing more on rituals rather than the meaning and power of those who follow the ancient practices, Revered ones as the sentinels of the moral code of living, sacred teachers for whom even kings left their thrones in welcome. These sadhus and rishis were now no more than emaciated third-grade citizens living in penury. Segments of materialistic, westernized and irreverent society has abandoned these vital guardians to the dustbins of grief pravesh, birth and death ceremonies, unwanted essentials that had to be invited to perform the formalities, many metropolitan Hindu families found to be nothing more than a tick box. The central theme is still the fight of good versus evil. That in spite of all the hatred and violence, the human core is made of love and hope and will even make a stand while facing the end of life as they know it. Although it is the karmic cycle of destiny that is in charge all the time. Nothing can stand in the way of destiny itself if it chooses for certain events to unfold as part of predecided karmic scheme. Much as man is dumbfounded by God's profound conception like the stars, the galaxies, and the constellations being the symbols of his divine workmanship, the greatest of the Lord's creation is undoubtedly life, magnificent, resilient life. I like the following spiritual observations as well. We are who we are destined to be at all times, across all universes, beyond the limitations of human senses and perception. Why don't we learn to value what we have close to us? Sometimes what we pursue is not far away. Perhaps divinity is no greater than its believer. One would not exist without the other. The bedrock of this book is Matsya and how he inspires and leads humankind towards a better future. Without ever hiding the ugliness of the world around them, he chooses wisely, then stands by his disciples. The book is quite enjoyable if you accept the narrative as it unfolds and do not question the timeline too much. I should also have mentioned before that this series is not for the faint-hearted, as it includes many gory battle scenes, brutal killings and dealings with supernatural forces. The characters here, especially the Devtas, are pushed to limits beyond endurance and live through horrors unimaginable. 
in summary if you enjoy the suspense thrillers with questing elements this book will entertain you just like the first one and make you look forward to the ultimate secret being revealed in the next installment of the trilogy for sure think our reviews rating would be around 7.5 to 8 stars out of 10 so have you already read the book are you planning to read it what do you think about this book review do you find it helpful in deciding whether to go for the book or not please do share your genuine remarks via comments below if you have enjoyed listening to the review please hit the like button and do not forget to share it with your friends and other fellows whom you think such reviews interest more till we meet with our next podcast bye bye take care namaskar